everybody to our final episode of our Lenten podcast on the book of Isaiah. Uh, as always, I'm Brian Belter here with you. With me again today are Pastor Gimble and Isaac Conrad. Well, thanks for joining again, guys. It's always great to, to have you here, and I'm looking forward to another insightful look into the, the book of Isaiah. So we've just uh, liturgically celebrated Easter. I know that we're still looking forward to our wonderful regathering of our congregation to have a full-on Easter celebration. But this message, again, is very very appropriate, very poignant for this, this time of the uh, liturgical year. So today we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 65, uh, verses 17 through 25. Again, that's Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. And uh, go ahead and take it okay. away, Isaac. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy, and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them, they shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. Talk about an amazing passage. A lot of that imagery we're, we're familiar with, and we're going to dive into that. And it's going to be... Uh, great to get into that but let's go let's go back to the beginning how do how, we start off this passage with uh, a pretty amazing proclamation yeah the new heavens and the new earth reminiscent of genesis chapter 1 1 where where's pastor meyer when you need him right we need him to go off on this yeah i always look forward to his uh his genesis comments he seems to to take him deep deep down and i love him yeah, the, so that's one thing we long for is like the new heavens and the new earth. And it also reminds me, too, of Revelation. So this passage has so many reminders of that, uh, those last parts of Revelation, too, except it's in the Old Testament in Isaiah. So it's just truly a gem here. And just looking through this, I'm, I'm even having a hard time picking out where to start just because each single line or phrase offers some sort of different promise. I mean, even the very first one, verse 18, right? Be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, we have no idea what that's even like. Yeah, we were having our, uh, our you know, pre-episode discussion, discussion, and it just kept coming up again and again and again that we have no idea what that's going to be like. We can't even fathom the wonderfulness of this this new heaven and new earth. None of us can really comprehend always rejoicing and always being glad. Like, you would almost think that you would start to get desensitized to it, but 
or not, it's always going to be as amazing as it first was. I know. I'm even at a loss for words trying to think about how to illustrate this, to be honest with you. And maybe maybe that's the point of this, is just trying to give us some glimpses of hope as to what this is actually going to look like. And maybe that's why we have so many illustrations put forth here, too, because it's a really hard thing for us to understand, only having this experience of living in this sinful world, that to try and comprehend always being glad and always rejoicing, that doesn't seem natural to us. So there has to be all these different illustrations to point out these little points of this will be like this, and it'll be like this, and it'll be like this, just to try and give us a glimpse of what this wondrous Did you guys notice in here, I just caught this, that gladness is there three separate times in those first, or the that second and third verse there, verse 18 and 19. Be glad and rejoice forever. Uh, I will be, uh, her people will be a gladness, and then again, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. So there's there's just rejoicing and gladness all over the place. Which is an interesting comparison to the the last episode that we just had discussing the anger of God, and now there's gladness and rejoicing. Yeah, no kidding. There wasn't a whole lot of gladness in, in Mudville in that last episode at all, or joy in Mudville. But that's why it's so poignant, too. I mean, Easter is you know one of the most joyous days. Well, I should say it is the most joyous of celebrations in our church year, too. So it's just really fitting to have this passage coming off right off of our Easter celebration. And I think that's, like, one of the points of this, too, is it's no longer the old heaven and earth that we're in right now where things are broken and where we have sin and where God is frustrated with how sinful and broken the world is. But it's this new heaven and a new earth where we don't have any of those problems. Yeah, not only do we not have those problems, but again, going back to verse 1, the former things shall not be remembered, or they won't even come into mind. Now that that's even even more powerful to me to think that all oh, that stuff's just in the past. Well, no, the past doesn't even exist anymore. It's not even it's not even registering with it with us or with God. Yeah, anymore. reminiscent of Psalm one hundred three twelve. As far as the east is from the west, so far does God remove our transgressions from us. Not only did God forget that stuff, but we we don't either. And I think what it's talking about are some of those reminders of, of sin and the old creation that we're just so used to living with. I mean, we're, we have reminders of this all over. First with the thing everybody's talking about, the coronavirus, right? And not only that, but, you know, I wear glasses. I have an aches and pains when I get up. I have uh, harsh words that I say to my family, and I have disagreements with my coworkers. I only have one leg. <laughs> Sorry, i got to throw that out there from time to time. Well, that's a pretty big reminder, though, of the old creation, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So Brian looks forward to that. You know, there's one member in, in uh, I think she's, she might be in her 90s now. She's definitely in their upper 80s if she's not. But she can't swim. And so she's always told Pastor Walker and I, when we would go visit her in the hospital and stuff, that she looks forward to getting to heaven because she'll be able to swim in heaven. I always thought that's, that's kind of cool. That's so simple, but so It really is. Too. Yeah, it really is. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just what we can fathom in our minds. I mean, you know, that's not even the the full glory and joy. Yeah, well, even the other things that are listed in here are pretty powerful. Um, I, I had to start off reading verse 20 of this passage in Isaiah 65. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. That one struck home to me because I, I know families that... 
have been in this kind of situation where they had a, a child die at a young age. No one should ever have to bury their child, no less like an infant either. And just the the grief and the agony and the that experience is, is just like burned in on people's hearts and minds for the rest of their lives too. And just to be in a world that's absent from all of that is just remarkable. And then on the other end too, you have a... Uh, um, the young man shall die a hundred years old. I mean, how awesome is that? Honestly, we, <laughs> I took this little life calculator, right? So you go, you can go and type on this website and the internet, right? And say, how long are you going to be able to, what's your life expectancy? And they'll ask you a whole bunch of questions. I think mine turned out to be like 73. <laughs> so I was kind of like, yeah, I was hoping for a little bit more, but um, to get to a hundred would be, would be cool. In some ways. Yeah, but you'd still be considered a young man at 100. Oh, exactly. To this. Yeah, exactly. And then also the old man will will fill out his days. You know, we talked about, you know, the, the infant, uh, you know, not living just a few days, but also the old man is now going to fill out his days. So not only is is are those young lives that sometimes are taken from us too soon going to be, that's not going to be a thing that we worry about or have pain over anymore, but also that fear of, of being old and and you know our life changing as we age that's not going to be anything of importance anymore either i know it's it's incredible i've already done far too many funerals that i would like of people that died too soon i'll just say that uh only a small handful right now of people that are younger than i am but th- those are the the toughest ones for sure but to live in a world with a new heavens and new earth where that's not even going to be in existence is just mind-blowing and also the the pain associated with those experiences is no longer going to be in existence. So even everything that we've experienced in this life that has brought us any kind of, you know, pain or discomfort, it's 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 not going to be remembered. It's not it's not going to be part of the of the new heavens and earth. Yeah. There's just so much hope. Yeah, definitely. And then next we move into the next section and in Isaiah we've been talking about justice and righteousness so much and now we finally get to see have we? <laughs> that come to fulfillment. So what kind of things? Where do you see it come to fulfillment, Isaac? In these next two verses, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. That's kind of them getting their the fill of their work. And then they shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. And that's hearkening back to the injustice that they see that the Israelites are seeing in their day where other people are benefiting from their own work. Everyone's taken care of. Everyone gets to eat of their own fruit. Wow, Isaac. Uh, That's amazing. Sometimes you astound yeah. me because I've been looking I've been looking for righteousness and justice in every passage that we've read through in the book of Isaiah, and I was trying really hard to look in this passage to try and find them, and there you found them right there for me. So we see righteousness because right you're going to build a house and inhabit it. You're going to plant a vineyard and eat of it. Okay, things are made right. Things are right and complete there. And then you've got your justice that the th- I'm not going to build something and have someone else take it. Or I'm not going to plant something and have someone else eat it. That, there's our justice right there. Wow. Isaac, great work. Gold Thanks. star for today. I'm trying to keep earning my spot on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've earned it, my friend. Very much it. so. Yeah, yeah, great insights there. Uh, just so much hope in those passages, too. 
then it kind of loops back around again in verse 23. They shall not labor in vain. Again. Genesis. Yeah. (laughs) What's the Genesis connection there? Well, we're going to toil to work the land by the sweat of our brow and produce, you know, thorns and thistles. And yet we're not going to labor in vain anymore. I know. Isn't this awesome? So we just get to, well, that's the other thing too. Like work in and of itself is not a sin. It's like God created people. Adam and Eve had jobs and had work even before the fall into sin. So it's not work that's bad. It's like the effects of it. So I actually believe like in heaven, it's not going to be us sitting around like wondering and wondering what to do. We're actually going to have stuff to do. It's just that there's not going to be any sinful consequences that, that comes along with it. So no tiredness, no fatigue, no complaining about bosses that aren't fair to us or whatever else. We'll still have stuff to do and it'll be awesome work environment. I mean, the ideal work environment. And there will be fruits of those labors, you know, because it won't be in vain. Something will actually come of it that of importance. And Yeah, so no more digging ditches and filling them back up again. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And again, back in verse 23, though, they shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, kind of looping back around again. We're not going to have people that will have to grieve a loss of a child anymore. I mean, that will all be behind them. And then going back to the making it part of a family again, this is another theme that's come up, I think, especially in this second part of Isaiah is just the reality of being part of the family of God. They shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Why is this possible? Because we're part of God's family. And when you're part of God's family, you get to have the inheritance and all of the good things that come as a result of being part of God's family. Well, yeah, and to tie that back into our wonderful Easter message, the reason that we're a part of that of God's family is because of Christ and the atoning sacrifice and making us co-heirs with him and the yep kingdom of back God. to isaac's favorite topic baptism that's right <laughs> how do we receive <laughs> that gift how do we uh become adopted into into god's family is through the wonderful gift of baptism that's right i love that set that one so up on much. a t for you isaac <laughs> thank you for actually hitting that one out of the park <laughs> It's a little trickier to do that when we're not so in I, the same space. Yeah. So post post podcast, are we gonna all go out and get tattoos? <laughs> Isaac's gonna get one that says baptism. I'll get righteousness. Pastor Gimbal can get justice. Sure. Well, either Just that the, the or that yeah, I'm gonna get on. the tattoo of like the the macho chiseled Jesus with the six pack oh, abs and the ripped oh. biceps. The buff Jesus. I'll put it right in my bicep, and I'll like flex my muscle and have him like flex his when I flex my muscle. Oh, so he's not going to flex very much. Yeah, exactly. No, seriously, though, my weight room skills are awful. But we're digressing. But I could, like, barely do a set of 10 reps with just the bar in high school. I mean, that's the kind of weakling I was. Oh, and then Pastor Meyer could get a tattoo that says Genesis. (laughs) Yes, whenever a Genesis reference comes up, he'll just flash his tattoo. And Shauna's can and Shauna's can be every historical Jewish reference because she's a master yes. at knowing those. Oh, all right. Well, we got way off topic. Back to verse twenty-three and how how wonderful that we are, uh, you know, adopted into that family of God, and not just us, but our offspr- our descendants as well. Again, taking in, you know, that picture of all humanity and everyone to come, all grafted into the into the vine of of righteousness and justice yeah that's a cool thought for me to think 
you know, if my kids have kids of their own and they have kids of their own, it'll be long after I'm walking this earth just to know that they're all part of the big family of God. And you could go the other way, too, in the the whole family tree. You know, to think that our grandparents and great-grandparents and you know, my great-great-grandparents who weren't even living in America are connected to Christ all together as a part of the family of God. That's a, a ridiculously amazing thing to comprehend. The communion exactly. of all the saints. Yeah, exactly. One of the benefits of, of being part of God's family, too, Jesus says, is that we actually get to talk to God and communicate him like a father and a child do. And we do that through the gift of prayer. You know, even just from the first two words in the Lord's Prayer, our Father, we acknowledge that relationship. And I think that's that's kind of where this passage flows, too, in verse 24. Uh, before they will call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. To know that because we have that uh, familial relationship with God, he's there to be listening to us, and he's there to, to answer us. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I always really deeply value being heard and being listened to. Um, when I open up my heart to somebody, I it just goes a long way to know that they, they are actually hearing and caring for me. Maybe I sometimes realize this by when the opposite is, is true. Maybe you guys also resonate with this a little bit, but sometimes I feel like I've been sharing my, my heart with somebody, and all of a sudden they, they kind of respond in a way that, that kind of is tangentially what I was talking about. It's like they didn't really hear me, what I was actually saying. Uh, you know, I'm having this moment, I'm putting my heart on a platter, and, and they kind of set it aside and want to talk about something else, right? So just to, we value being listened to and, and being heard as as people. And, and that's exactly what God does for us. Yeah, and even more than that, you know, in our, our human experience, we have to express ourselves and, you know, speak our feelings, and then someone else will respond to that. But here we see in verse 24 that before we even speak, he's going to answer us. He's going to anticipate and and be proactive about those needs, wants, desires, hurts, pains, feelings that we have. It's not just in response to, it's it's in anticipation of those Yeah, and that reminds needs. me of the one passage, I don't remember the reference, but it's uh, talking about how the Holy Spirit intercedes for us when we can't even come up with the words to pray ourselves. Yeah, Jesus says that in the Beatitudes, uh, do not be like the Pharisees, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So I know Jesus talks about that too. But yeah, I know the passage you're talking about as well, Isaac. Yeah, I can't quite think of the reference or the exact wording. When we come down to verse 25, then we get those illustrations that we hear during our Christmas season a lot. And also, you know, another callback to, to Genesis there with the mention of the serpent. <laughs> need the Genesis tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to you, Isaac, that's Romans 8.26. The same yes, way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So there you go. Yeah, You can pray without even knowing exactly what the heck you're going to say. And God still hears it, and he yeah. still answers those prayers. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Do you guys Amazing. have those people in your life that you can just communicate non-verbally with? Yeah, you just give a look, or even less than that sometimes. You're just in a situation, and you already know that this person's going to respond a certain way or what they're feeling or thinking about that situation without any kind of even nonverbal communication just because you you know them so well. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of relationship we have with God. He already knows us well enough. He's like, oh, yeah, we 
we know everything about this. I mean, the, the the list of people that I have that relationship with is is a very small list. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have many people that I have that uh, communicate with looking sort of relationship. My wife being one of them, but not not a huge m- amount of others. Yeah, I'd say maybe three at the most for me, and that's pushing it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, I can only really think of one. Going back to what Brian said earlier, though, yeah, I love that that imagery. Again, we talked about it on previous episodes, but to see even all creation together without fighting or killing each other is is just a beautiful imagery too. And then capping it all off, the wolf and the lamb and the and the lion all grazing yeah, together. Yeah, that's what it's hmm. going to look like. And again, another reference again in Isaiah, we've seen this previously, is that this new creation and heaven and yeah. Well, let me start this over. Yeah, so all of creation together is going to be redeemed and be benefited from the new heavens and new earth. So it's not just humanity, but but all creation. Yeah, because that's how it was before the fall. The No animals would try and kill each other for food. They all had all of the food that they needed. But after the fall, the whole world started to deteriorate, and now we have to worry about death and animals have to worry about predators and prey yeah exactly yeah i always like to to fall back on one of my favorite messages of paul saying you know that all creation groans because of the you know the devastating effects that sin has on the world and and all creation seeks to be redeemed just as you know humanity seeks to be redeemed because the all all of creation has been condemned through the fall yeah that's another Romans 8 passage. You guys are good. Just go read Romans well, 8 you know, today. We are Lutherans. Romans Romans is very uh, very important. Romans 8 is such a great chapter. Yes, it is. That'll be our next podcast, right? Romans. On the book of Romans, I ooh. I could I could nerd out on the Romans. Took took two full semesters in college on the book of Romans alone. That's I know, and cool. it still probably wasn't enough. It's just that good. No, it wasn't. We only got like three fourths <laughs> of really? the book of the like. You know, I the believe commentary. that though. Yeah, <laughs> I believe that. See, they lumped them all together at the seminary. They had, let's see, the Pauline epistles, or Acts and the Pauline epistles. I think is what it was. So mm. we we basically yeah, each professor got to pick Romans. which which book we would study in depth. So mine was actually First Corinthians, which was awesome. But I mean, that meant that we just had to kind of just skim the surface on the rest of the books, including Romans. Yeah, I found it amazing how I spent two full semesters, a full year of college studying the book of Romans, and yet then another course was just called Paul's Prison Letters. So there were, you know, four or five other epistles just in one semester class. So, yeah, kind of, I mean, all of them are important, but uh, Romans always holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, I feel like for me, though, I need to, like, be in the right frame of mind. Romans isn't something I could read, like, right before bed as, like, a devotional thought. I have to have my my brain up and motoring pretty pretty well by the time I, I enter into that book. Some good heavy stuff yeah. in there for sure. <laughs> so the last last section says, uh, they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. I think that's probably a good summary of everything, that there's no hurt or no destruction there with everything. Um, so it's a good way to kind of encapsulate that whole picture of what we've been talking about here. Yeah, you have a good opening to everything with everything will that will be glad and rejoice forever and then it closes it out with a nice showing that we shall not be hurt or be destroyed at all yeah we start out with that 
that promise of gladness and rejoicing. Then we get a whole bunch of illustrations of what that'll look like. And then we end with another promise that there will be no hurt, no destruction. So again, the book of Isaiah does a nice job of framing up uh, these, these chunks of scripture for us. Well, I think that that's an amazing, amazing point to end on here as we are in our Easter season and talking about this hope and renewal that's going to be coming and that does come through Christ. Pastor Gimbel, is there anything that you'd like to, to mention about uh, things going on here at Holy Cross as we wrap up our Isaiah? Yeah, again, thanks for staying connected as best as we can throughout this Holy Week and throughout this Lenten season. As you know, we're still in the stay-in-place orders for a while now, even during Easter, but uh, we're going to keep the momentum going. we still got the Devos on the 8s, and we've still got uh, some other worship opportunities throughout the middle of the week as well. Uh, we're taking a break from Bible studies this week, so no Tuesday women's Bible study today, no uh, men's and uh, Bible breakfast, of course. I really miss that one, Brian. Uh, no adult Bible study with oh, Pastor Meyer sure. either uh, this week, uh, just to give us pastors a little bit of R&R. Uh, but then after that, we're just going to continue to keep getting the Word of God out there. And thanks to the gifts of technology, we're able to hopefully do that in the best way we can. Yeah, and don't forget, too, to, to keep checking out the Holy Cross website for new op- and additional opportunities that will be coming up. I know that we've discussed amongst our, ourselves here as the podcasting crew of uh, you know wanting to continue this in some uh, form or fashion throughout the year, not just making this a, a Lenten time thing of trying to make this a, a full-time you know, uh, opportunity for folks to, to connect in a different way. So... Please keep checking out, looking for announcements on on future things to come with that as well. Absolutely. We're working on future topics and stuff right now, but we are going to take a little bit of a break from the podcast for the time being, but we'll roll out with a new series uh, fairly soon here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'd like to hear from some folks too. You know, if you have suggestions or uh, ideas of things that you'd like us to to talk about or dive into, you know, leave a comment on on the website or you know, message myself or, or Pastor Gamble personally, and we'll definitely, you know, take that into consideration because we want to, you know, we're doing this for other folks. You know, it's fun for me to do. I, I'm sure you guys enjoy it too. But uh, we're doing this, you know, to, to spread the word and love of God. So let us know your thoughts and opinions. And on that topic of podcasting, I do want to take this opportunity to say thank you. Wholehearted, big, big thank you to everyone involved in this podcast, uh, specifically our on-air, quote-unquote, talent. Um, <laughs> we've had our two pastors very consistently joining <laughs> Yes, it is, Isaac. Yes, it is. We've had our two pastors consistently joining us. Thank you so much, Pastor Gimbel. Um, thank you, Pastor Meyer. I know you're not with us today, but you've been with us on many of these, and I do appreciate it. Uh, Isaac, Conrad, been here through the, the long stretch and given his amazing insight from a very educated yet young opinion that we all do appreciate. Uh, Shauna Zioko uh, coming in uh, on many, many, many of these podcasts, giving her much educated brain <laughs> access to the, the airwaves, and I love having her insight with us too. Um, in addition to that, there's some behind-the-scenes people that definitely need a thank you. Uh, number one, um, personally, my, my little sister, Elizabeth Belter, does... A good job of of uh, getting our our casts out there and promoting them on Facebook and and monitoring our listener, listenership and and making sure. I also have to say, easy. Liz, 
listens to all the raw, unedited audios of us. So she definitely needs a gold star and trophy for listening to all of that. Yeah, she gets to weed through all of our ridiculousness and try and find what the theme is so she can write a little synopsis to tell people what's coming up. It's yeah, it's thank a you, Liz. funny thing. Yeah, thanks, Liz. And then probably our number one thank you goes out to our main man behind the scenes. Woo, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin! Yeah, Kevin. He was my, uh, my full-time partner in crime last Lenten season doing the Book of Exodus, and I really loved having him in studio and the conversations that we've had. But Kevin was gracious and kind enough to continue to work with the podcast, even though he couldn't be on air with us all the time, uh, to do all of our editing, to put these shows together. That amazing music that you guys have been hearing <laughs> with every episode, Kevin puts all that in, too. Uh, sometimes, especially with the, this uh, social distancing that we're doing, you know, all of our episodes are recorded remotely. We're, none of us are face-to-face. We're all on our own computers talking into microphones, and Kevin takes all of that different audio, puts it together, and creates a pretty seamless-sounding broadcast, which I'm um, super thankful for, and I know that takes a lot of his time and energy. So, again, Kevin, thank you so very much. You are my editing Yeah, that's hero. right. I, he did tell me, too, it takes about three or four times as long to edit them this way as it does regularly when we're all able to gather together in one space. So props to you, brother. Yep, thanks, buddy. And I and I do look forward to having you on the air again sometime. I'm going to make that happen because uh, I sure do miss you. I mean, I love doing it with these guys, too. But, Kevin, you are definitely a, a blessing on the air yeah, as well as Thank you so much for all of the editing that you do and all of the work you put into this. All right, well, now that we've got our, uh, our thank yous out of the way, again, I want to thank all of the listeners for joining us this Lenten season. It's been a joy to bring this message of Isaiah uh, to you. Uh, each and every week and again I, I hope we can continue this in some fashion studying other other books of the bible other topics you know other themes going forward so uh keep listening keep the comments and feedback coming because we just want to make this better and better for uh, for all of you out there all right well that does it for our uh, our final podcast on the episode of isaiah as always we do want to end in a word of prayer and appropriately Pastor Gimbel has uh, volunteered to do that for us. Let us pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we again thank you for the, the many promises that you have in store for us and the many blessings that you provide for us as people of God. And as we heard today about the promise of the new heavens and the new earth, continue to pour out your Spirit so that your Holy Spirit may continue to cling to those promises and those words of God in our life today. Let these words of God today continue to be in our hearts and minds as uh, we look for hope in a world that's surrounded by sin, as we're struggling with its consequences. Just continue by your Spirit to point us toward that future hope uh, that we can look forward to, that the life with our Lord and Savior Jesus and all the blessings that flow forth from that. Uh, Be with us uh, and continue to guide and direct us as we go about our day and in our lives. And just may the the Christian faith that you have provided for us continue to show forth in all that is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you, Pastor uh, Gimbel, for that prayer. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And for the final time, do remember that all of our scripture readings do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. All right. God bless you all.